Welcome to the ride. Life, Work, and Wealth Podcast with your host, Chris Rowe. Years ago, Chris was a firefighter and a paramedic and witnessed many people not getting another tomorrow, and it shaped who he is now as a financial strategist. Chris doesn't just help people plan for a secure tomorrow, he helps them plan for a better today. Chris lives in Burlington, Ontario, and is an investment advisor at Three Hats Financial, a trade name of Harborfront Wealth Management, an IROC dealer. Let's get to it. For many parents, the time has come to accept the fact that your little one is taller than you are, better at social media, and about to embark on their own journey. Yes, it's college time. Whether they go away to school or become commuters, Chris Rowe has some tips for the teary-eyed parents of these new students. Chris, this is a big time for a lot of folks. Where do you want to start? Thanks, Patrice. Yes, uh, definitely this time of year, you're going to definitely <laughs> have some sad parents. I'm not quite there yet, but I've had many, many, many clients over the years go through that. Today, what we'll be talking about is just tips for parents and, and that sending their kids to college. I'm going to be using that term universally between college and university. Same thing. Just want to make sure we're clear on that. So I'll just, it's applicable to both. So yeah, as you said, Patrice, this time of year, many people going through this and like really different times because between like the increase, well, student debt's always increasing, but just the cost of tuition has really gone up in the last couple of years. COVID-19 lockdowns, post-pandemic changes to the workplaces. There's never been a more important time for students to make the most out of this college university experience. And I'm just still happy that many of them still get that because that was a, always a concern of mine is that if it goes so virtual that kids don't get a chance to go to a college or university or dorm, there's a lot of life skills and experiences that they would miss out on from that. So if you're a parent who's preparing to foot the bill and hoping to turn that extra bedroom into a hobby room, which I've had <laughs> many, many clients tell me, it's just important that you set clear expectations for what your child's going to need to accomplish before graduating after these few years. I had mentioned my experience from this is not from my own kids. It's from my clients. So I've gone through many, many times, but also for seven years now, I speak annually to a group of graduates at Western University, and it's always usually a week or two before their graduation. And I really always enjoy when they have me come in just to speak to them about finance, going to the new world. And because those students have been folk, it's usually it's a master's program that these kids have completed. And they're just such intelligent individuals, but so much focus has been on the studies, of course. But a lot of these programs, they don't have much or really much at all in regards to personal finance. And like these kids and like many adults, and I hear it all the time, they should have a course like this in high school. They have no idea. So I come in and speak to them and it's just nice hearing the feedback because I always get one of the highest marks as presenters because they're just so interested in this because they just haven't had anyone kind of really go through it at that deep of a level for them. So it's just so nice having those discussions, those hungry little minds about to tackle their new career. <laughs> and some of the things I've learned from those discussions are some of the things I'm going to be bringing up today to give parents some tips. So just giving you feedback on the background and where some of this has come from. Well, that sounds great because as you're right there, don't get this in high school and we don't get it in college. You get it usually out in the world when it's a little late. Yes, exactly. Now, 
three discussion points. I'm going to touch on three discussion points and they'll help you, your spouse, your children, hopefully kind of establish some ground rules here and will help you and your kids hopefully get the most out of the next three to four years. So the first one's like academic expectations. I don't know if you've heard this before, Patrice, but I've heard this old saying that C's may very well earn degrees. No. As, as the old saying goes, like, yeah, basically, as long as you get a pass, you're still getting that piece of paper. But while your child is no longer like competing for a spot in a college or university, like especially here, the averages for universities, it blows my mind how high of these averages these kids now have to have. So that is a competition for sure when they're in high school trying to get those marks. It doesn't mean that now all of a sudden, okay, I'm in the program. I can kind of start slacking and stuff and that. Obviously, middling academic performance could jeopardize us if there's a scholarship that the child's earned right. and a bunch of other things. So it could make it more difficult to secure spots in like even more selective classes and programs even later on in college and university, uh, particularly if there's a postgraduate degree as part of the plan. So basically, if, if your A-plus student is suddenly struggling to get by, uh, you, there's going to be some tough areas because, well, if, especially if they're going into a dorm and leaving, um, you just want to kind of pay attention to that, that if there's signs that he or she isn't kind of taking classes as seriously as you've seen before, because I'll touch on it, there is obviously a high ratio right now of students going under significant amounts of stress and mental health, like many people after COVID. So it's just kind of important just to obviously pay attention to that. The rise is quite high for them if you look at the statistics. And I just remember um, one one student, one tip I remember from a student was she and her, her and her parents, they would actually set a time every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. to call each other and just see how the week would go. Mm-hmm. So Surely the parents, they'd call also at random times and vice versa. But that Sunday at 8 p.m. was set and goal. Like it was set. Now, if the odd thing came up, they would bump it. But like it was set. And this has allowed the parents just to kind of make sure they were checking in on a regular basis. Uh, and then they had time carved into the child's schedule because as the children go on with school and their studies, they can tend to now kind of cut that part out. And um, the student, I remember her saying, she, she admitted to me at times she kind of felt a little bit busy or just didn't feel like it. But she always did. And she did tell me she was always really glad that she did set that time apart. She would always go. She said to, there's a multiple levels in this air, this storm. Yeah. And it was quiet, especially on a Saturday nights, because I guess that was a I don't know. I don't watch these reality shows, but there's <laughs> my wife does. But there's these reality shows. So she could go find that quiet corner where no one would hear her in that. And that was just her time to kind of just talk to her parents and all that. And she told me she appreciated this. Not a year after doing, like four years after, like after she graduated, she looked back yeah. saying, "You know what? I'm really glad that I did do that because it wasn't outlet." So just a tip there from I got from another student. So basically, beyond like engaging their classwork to learn, the students they're gonna they should be using college, university to sharpen skills that will also help them succeed in the workforce. It's not just all about marks. They're gonna learn life skills like time time management, collaboration, perseverance, focus, curiosity, all those important concepts that they're going to basically carry into a working career. So it is important. I know most parents are going to do this anyways, but it is important to obviously push them to do more than just simply get by. Mm-hmm. The simple, this not just the C's may very well earn degrees <laughs> comment. And not only that, um, when my kids went, we told them, we'll do four years. Anything after that, it's on you. 
Oh, okay. Here we go. So that, you're tying into my financial expectations. <laughs> that, yeah. So yeah. let's touch, we'll touch on that. So number two is financial expectations, which is a big one. So obviously I touched on building good work habits and all of that. It's college is also a, a great opportunity to teach your kids about money. Even if you can afford to pay for the tuition room and board, you might have your child contribute to the total costs, kind of what you're, and we're going to touch on this now, Patrice, what you just mm -hmm. mentioned, because this is a big area. So for the kids having some skin in the game might motivate them to put in that extra effort to excel. I've had so many conversations over the years with this about how parents can structure finances so that the child doesn't feel that it's a free ride. I've spoken to many adults that have said or told me their story and said, well, I didn't, my parents couldn't give me anything or it was very little. And I had no choice to work my butt off because I knew there was no second chance. And they just would work their butt off. And some that they even tell you about how they would lock their door and not even go out for parties and things like that, even though they had other kids trying to pull them out to go to it because they were just so concerned about studying. I, it, You want the kid to have some balance, like it's experience too, sure, but you sure. just don't want them to so, just think it's a free ride and that. So right, definitely, you don't want them to go too far one way or the other. Yeah. And it's definitely an area of parents you need to discuss to figure this out like beforehand. And the child must know there is consequences that they bomb out and that there's not just necessarily going to be a second chance or they're off the hook. Um, maybe they pay a certain percentage or pay all. I've had some parents say, we'll pay X amount, you're paying X amount, but if you bomb out or fail, that's fine, but then you're paying a hundred percent. Right. So many different ways to do this. The most important thing here is you just have to have the conversation. And of course the cost of college, they don't stop once the tuition and housing bills get paid. What is your child paying for the, are they paying for or helping out with the basic living expenses? Like have a conversation about that. Is, are they going to do part-time work? Setting a monthly budget, the importance of saving and investing early and using debt responsibly, 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 sorry. They're all very important things. Now I want to touch on credit cards. And this is a thing that I bring up when I speak to the Western uh, university graduates. So many companies, they're going to barrage these new college students with enticing introductory offers into these credit cards and there's going to be fine print they don't understand it is important that they understand if they're signing up for a new credit card what they're signing in up for and i always tell kids it's important at that stage you take a low interest rate credit card and not get sucked into these ones with the fancy rewards and everything else because if they've got the fancy rewards they're going to have the very high interest rate so you don't need to do that at this point. Mm -hmm. If they already have a credit card, it's just really important to make sure they know they must pay it off and every month in full. Their credit history falls in for a long time after finishing university or college. So it's important that they establish good credit now. And how they do that is by making sure that they pay off the credit card every month. And like credit cards, they are a very useful tool for a college student since it allows them to build credit for later on in life. Um, the only thing is if they're not careful with it, it can cause big problems and a completely unnecessary waste of cash flow that you're now paying on high interest rates. So what I mentioned when I speak at Western University is credit cards are good in the sense that you're building that credit score because when they come out, if they now want to buy a car or house or anything like that, there's no credit score, very limited activity. By getting a credit card, just putting a bid on it or whatever amount, but paying it off consistently, never missing a payment, that will build that credit score. And that's important to do. Mm -hmm. 
The next thing is every single child going away to school should do a cash flow plan. Absolutely. And um, anyone listening that's a regular listener, you know, I, I mentioned this cash flow form all the time because it's applicable to so many situations and age brackets, pretty much all of them actually. And you can download this from my resource section on my website, top of the page. This is an extremely important exercise for them to do now and each month while away because it's teaching them to monitor cash flow in and outs. And this is a very valuable skill that's going to help them going forward significantly because there's a whole bunch of adults that don't even do it. So <laughs> if they can learn to do this in college university when <laughs> cash flow is tight <laughs> and get used to it, well, it's just a regular skill they'll continue to do and it'll help them that much more into adulthood as well. And you can discuss with them who will be covering what school costs, things like, well, student loans, how much are needed there, list income sources. So are they going to be getting a consistent monthly payout from mom and dad from their, from a OSAP loan or a loan or um, will there that be part-time work? Separate, important for the kids to understand this too, the difference between essential items, must-have, groceries, tuition, school expenses, all that versus non-essential, which is obviously partying, liquor, eating out, all that stuff. The obviously the essential items are, are number one. And then if there's money left over after that, that's the amount that can be varied for the non-essentials. And the non-essentials, like I said, it, it is balanced. Those are important for sure. You, the kids have to have some experiences. You don't want them to go too far the other way. So you're going to walk through all the expenses ahead of time, discuss how they will pay for these items, such as, like, as I mentioned, room and board groceries, all that stuff. All of this will be a great learning experience for them. And it's going to allow them to really complete their first cash flow exercise. Also, there's all kinds of many good apps out there they can download to their phone if they need more help monitoring what they're spending on a regular basis. I just mentioned the cash flow form should be something saved to their laptop that they're just kind of going in monthly just to have an idea. Anyways. Right, right. Yeah. Number three. So this one's actually is networking expect expectations. Motivated students who want to build like a basically a path from the classroom to a good job, there's so many resources available at these colleges and universities that are almost endless. And high achievers who demonstrate a commitment to hard work, they're going to form some really valuable relationships with professors, administrators, counselors, alumni, and other mentors. And many of these schools have really strong connections to like local companies, community organizations, even government offices. There's mm -hmm. just a number of different resources so joining these student organizations can also help them connect with peers and start addressing issues on campus and in the broader community. So just important to, to make sure they're aware of that, that that exists and that all of these contacts and experiences, they can be resources down the road as well. So it's important for the child to know that these important connections that you want to make, you want to start cultivating them and kind of developing your first type professional network. So for us, I hope I don't offend anyone, me included, for us older people, we use the term Rolodex. And <laughs> no one knows what a Rolodex no, is. No, I know, anymore. but I was I was trying to think what the heck do I say? Like any anyone born from seven like 70, 80s <laughs> will have an idea before, but I'm like, I don't know what our term. So I'm just gonna say Rolodex. For any kids listening, you'll have to Google what that is. But basically the Rolodex is just teaching the kids to keep the, a list of contacts info for later on. And this one's actually relatively important because when I've mentioned this, they're, they're like, oh, I never kind of really thought of that. 
and you just meet so many interesting people and resources there, especially when your, your marks are good, you'll definitely have people paying attention to that and you'll meet some pretty interesting people. You just want to definitely take that information and not lose it. And to this day, I still do this. I have a separate folder in my Dropbox and actually my Outlook and my email and the files called people resources. Hmm. And I put people I meet all the time, their contact info and their services they offer. Uh, if I meet someone out and still business cards are still there, I always just will take the card and it's in my pocket. As soon as I come home, I don't ever just throw a business card out and not record that in my people resource section. It's just basically a Rolodex for me. And that has helped me so many times, my clients, my family, friends, because I like providing intros whenever I can. And I actually usually go into those files a couple times a month. I can't ever think of a month that I haven't gone in that for myself or someone else. So just a kind of different uh, tip that I wanted to mention there. Um, now, some parent tips. <laughs> so I know it's going to be an exciting time and also be somewhat of a stressful and sad time since obviously your baby's leaving. It can be obviously a great benefit here to talk to other parents in the same stage or parents maybe a year or two ahead of you. And uh, there's even like, you can even join a network on social media if you prefer. Uh, one is like, I know Facebook has a group called Parents of College Kids. It has over 14,000 members. And uh, on average, there's about four posts a day. Anyone can join. And it's just basically parents asking questions, their fears, humor, and all this stuff. So there is resources for parents too, if you're having a bit of a tough time. Also too, well now pat yourself on the back, mom, dad, or other guardians, because you've worked for years here to prepare these kids for this experience, consciously and unconsciously. And you've taught the lessons, set boundaries, shared your wisdom, provided all this encouragement and support to get to this point in time. So that is a big deal. Like you've done everything right. We're just trying to give you some ideas and tips here to kind of help with this because over the last couple of weeks, I've been talking to some parents and you can, they're excited, but there's some tears and stuff for sure. So that's where this podcast idea originated from because I'm just having so many conversations with it. So that's it, Patrice. Like ultimately college, it'll be what the student makes of it. Uh, once you've set your expectations with the children, you got to give them some space to find the best way for them to meet these expectations and kind of prepare themselves for adult life. That's what it's all about. And that's the hardest part. You will yeah. get there, Chris. It's the hardest part. I bet. I can't even, I, like I said, I've, I've lived it through clients and just yeah. um, talking to universities, but I know I've got three that I'll be in that boat and I guarantee I'll be crying harder than my wife, Tina. <laughs> but <laughs> well, anyway, go ahead. Oh, anyway, I was just going to say for any listeners, I can't help your kids with their homework, but if you want to set up a, <laughs> an appointment before move-in day, I'm happy to sit down and have a chat with anyone and their kids. Even if you want the kids want to jump on, to kind of go through it and give them an idea of what they can do for a path to this long-term financial success. And you know, the thing is too, Chris, very often the kids will respond mm -hmm. more. They're more likely to respond to someone like you or third party than the parents. hundred percent. Same as spouses, same as kids, parents, the, that all works the same. <laughs> I'm sure it does. So one more time, how can they reach you? Uh, best thing is obviously through the website, threehatsfinancial.ca, and there's a contact page there that you can contact us. Fantastic. Well, congrats to everyone moving on, moving up. Yes. And to support them. Follow this podcast to get the latest episode. Share with family and friends, especially now 
I'm Patrice Sikora with Chris Durow, and thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to The Ride, Life, Work, and Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. All comments are of a general nature and should not be relied upon as individual advice. The views and opinions expressed in this commentary may not necessarily reflect those of Harborfront Wealth Management. While every attempt is made to ensure accuracy, facts and figures are not guaranteed. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing or tax advice. Please seek advice from your accountant regarding anything raised in the content of the podcast regarding your individual tax situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.